good pun for title the other day, and obviously I forgot. Like, what? What? I don't know. (laughs) It was like one of those, thank you, where you have your best ideas, right? It's like you're falling asleep or something. You don't want to, like, write it down because you're too tired. I always have good running thoughts. Mm. Oh, today, you want to know a running thought that I thought of? Yeah. It was a good one. Um, Maybe it will be, like, whenever people are... Anyway, okay, I'm just going to say it. Fuck, I forgot. (laughs) 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 Wait. Oh, um, people... I was listening to this book and um, The Tale of Mazelon or whatever the fuck. I forget what it's called, but... That other really long series? Yeah, it's, like, contemporary to Baker, I guess. Like, a precursor or whatever. He said something about... Oh my god, dude, I literally forgot. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Fuck. You're on a... It was dope, bro. (laughs) You gotta gotta believe me. What's up, Ring Fan? Welcome to the second apocalypse. Welcome to the second apocalypse, where we be forgetting. I am, uh, today I'm a coin of wine in, in a bowl. I thought that was a cool description. That is a cool description. Today, I am a speck of dirt in Nayer's... Uh, under Nair's nail. One of his nails. I thought you were going to say something different than nail. Like foreskin, specifically. And his foreskin. <laughs> yeah, that'd be chill. <laughs> what up, Salt King? Happy Tuesday. Um, What's up? Nice to meet you, speck of dirt under yeah. Nair's nail. What are you guys? What are you, Ring Thing? What are you, Salt? Dude, how did people do their nails back in the day? Were they scraping them on rocks? Were they using their garden implements? Probably scraping. I don't know. I don't know either. I think about that sometimes. How do they cut their hair? How do they brush their teeth? How do they floss? Um, there's this stuff called horsetail, I think. Or yeah. horse tooth. The herb you can chew on that's it, good for your teeth. Yeah. All I know is that the agricultural revolution is the reason why we all have fucked up teeth now. Yeah. Maybe not you. You're, you got some pearly whites. I went to the dentist today. Nice. Actually, they, I have some kind of fucked up teeth. Oh, uh, did they shame you? No, they really like, did a good job. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was good. one of the first times I've gone to the dentist, and they're like, you did good. <laughs> you did good, kid. And I was like, I haven't been here in two years. <laughs> uh, you have to get your mouth rearranged, though? Gotta get your mouth rearranged. Cupron says, I'm a commie and drawing a conspiracy mind map in a tent. Dude, yeah. <laughs> yes. I was thinking of the um, classic crime board, the strings and yeah. the chaos. Hmm... That's all I got. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I I'm paranoid that I'm like lost a bunch of brain cells from getting like I have a TBI or something, but I don't think that's true. Oh, did you hit your head recently or ever? I just have been like hitting the head with, like, gotten punched a bunch in the head recently. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it just feels scary. But in a sporting context. Yeah, in a sporting context. I mean, still, head violence, but. I was like, wait, what happened? Are we getting fights? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, I had a friend named Lydia. Shout out Lydia, who is an ER nurse. And she mm-hmm. said people with TBIs, they're kind of like just spacey and funny. They like almost live in a different world. Yeah. And you seem pretty engaged. Good. That's also a huge like generalization. Yeah. It's not like the chronic traumatic encephalopathy anger and everything like that yeah it's just the i'm spacey and kind of goofy now mm-hmm. yeah i've just been feeling hella spacey and like distracted but i got a lot going on 
Yeah. With uh, with grief, dude, especially <laughs> last year, I was so brain dead after going through some grief. It was weird how it takes mm. your, your brain ability. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You want to read Salt? Hell yeah. Salt King hit us with a, today I'm the Kiffering Saharat, vomiting, <laughs> vomiting flies and shooting palm wolves at all of you. Hell yeah, buddy. Uh, love it. Video game jokes, spacey and goofy. Here I am. Is that's, that a, um, how many syllables is there? Spacey and goofy. Oh, that's not a haiku. No, I could make one. You can make a haiku. Dude, haiku. my friend, here's another random friend story. My friend Paul just reposted this picture on his Instagram of how he's like a virtuoso cellist mm-hmm. and he was he played at something where Kevin Spacey went to and he mm-hmm. got a picture of Kevin Spacey. Oh, <laughs> That's chill. In 2014. So, yeah. No, it's <clears throat> fucking what you'd expect, but yeah. that was <laughs> before <laughs> all of the fucking news came out about him. Oh, wow. Back when, uh, if you don't get in trouble... It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Right. Well, uh, what's going on with this chapter here? I'm glad y'all are here, by the way, in chat. A lot of uh, drama, a lot of passion. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff with characters that I really like. Including Zarias. A brief, a brief <laughs> moment with Zarias, which I love. Yeah, I almost was confused when it popped. he popped in because it was so brief. It was very brief. It was uh, briefs instead of boxers. Yes. You know. Yeah. Knock, knock, open up the door, it's real. Well, how about I start us off with a quote from Drusius Sakami in the Compendium of the First Holy War. Send it. All right. It says, Those of us who survive will always be bewildered when we recall his arrival. And not just because he was so different then. In a strange sense, he never changed. We changed. If he seems so different to us now, it is because he was the figure that transformed the ground. Drusus Akami, a companion of the First Holy War. I like it. Um, when did Drusus, when did, when did Akamian write the compendium? In between the, the books? Like, in the middle? Yeah, after the Holy War, but, I mean, Before I don't... Ordeal? Yeah. I think there's like 22 years, some mm-hmm. tw- about 20 years in between, so um, I don't know how long it took him to to publish. Yeah. But it was circulating in the Aspect Emperor series mm-hmm. as a heresy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Jeff says, while in exile. A blasphemous tome. <clears throat> a blasphemous tome. I was trying to think of someone that this would also describe, and I don't think I could nail it, but, like, someone that whose presence just, like, changes, I don't know, the foundation of the world around them. Mm-hmm. Maybe, it, like, not... Well, think of, like, Time, Man of the Year, and I'd probably put, like, Elon Musk on it, and, like, Bill Gates and stuff, and, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, they changed a lot of technological shit in the country, but right. or the world. But I was thinking more of just like, who has a really dope presence, mm. <laughs> not just a who's a fucking billionaire nerd. Right. Yeah. I've had a couple of people in like the 
I've met some people like that. But none like Kellis. Yeah. His is not necessarily at all a good um, yeah. changes for the better, as we all know. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a cool scene with Nair and Kellis in this that I like a lot. Yeah. Uh, they start out at the, at the fire. Firelight. The man who called himself Anna's Remember Kellis sits cross-legged in the light of his fire. They're just chilling. He's talking to a commune. He's trying to finagle his way into a commune's little heart. Yeah, this is the first meeting of a commune and Kellis. Yeah. Post, like, after they were, like, briefly introduced at right like... Wait, they encountered each other? With Proyas? Yeah, with Proyas. Oh. Remember? No, I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. No, it's okay. Like, whenever... Um, Nair and Kellis and Serwa, Serwe show up. Um, Proyas summons a commune to go join them. Oh, because it's this mad Skilvendi. Yeah. Yeah, okay. No. But very briefly, they don't really talk. But he does drop the Anisarimber bomb on a commune. Right, so he just thought he was some ho- random honky at first. Yeah. And he's like, oh damn. Oh damn. <laughs> oh damn. The world finna end. Yeah. Sorry. So... A commune um, is already getting seduced um, yeah. and manipulated. Uh, talking about Kellis, he said, The man smiled understandingly, much more than understandingly. It seemed to understand him much more than he wanted to be understood. And then the realization struck, I know this man. Mm-hmm. And the description of the Nasarimbers, like, or like the commonality of traits that he lists off Mm -hmm. just like in my mind i feel like people describe models in ways like this and shit or like high cheekbones or sharp cheekbones and stuff but this just did not sound like aesthetically appealing to me a furrow between the brows long hollow of the cheeks the deep set eyes (laughs) i was just picturing like the pits (laughs) yeah sightless pits coming out yeah like tiny little fucking pins and just like a swollen like bee sting yeah face like oh yes the distinguished Nasserimbra bloodline mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think it's hard for me to visualize things whenever I'm reading them in my mind Kellis looks like Brad Pitt yeah long hair I picture I cool and hot yeah I picture him as like super handsome conventionally attractive yeah um ooh I was just thinking now that the Norsemen came out, we've got kind of an Alexander Skarsgård, um, you know, oh, yeah. we could compare him to. Nair? Oh, Sorry. yeah. Well, I was thinking Kellis just because they're like blonde Norsemen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nair is like the, yeah, the ferocious. Uh, the, the, like, whenever they were marauding and raiding villages and shit with the wolf pelts, it felt mm-hmm. Skullbendy-esque. Yeah. But you're right, he just looks... He would look more like a Norserai. But you're totally right about acting like a Skilvendi, too. Um, but speaking of haircuts, uh, I feel like the... I'm not cutting my hair. The, <laughs> I feel like it was kind of a bait-and-switch with the advertising of the Northmen because he's like looks like he's going to be raiding Viking villages the whole time. And then, like, half an hour in, he has, like, a bowl cut. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which is apparently historically accurate to yeah. fucking Iceland, because 
Yeah, Robert Eggers is like the biggest nerd in the world. He's a big nerd. I think he makes movies just so he can research. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of part of him. Yeah, probably have the means to research at a crazy level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ringthane says Aka went into shell shock whenever he met Kellis and definitely fucks mm-hmm. him up. He's like, it infiltrates his dreams even a little bit. Yeah. And Jeff said he pictures Robert Pattinson. I like that. I feel like Robert Pattinson is too likable to be Kellis. <laughs> <laughs> but you know me. I think that's very a very good depiction, though. What about Robert Pattinson in Good Time with the... Fuck. Uh, the goatee and making out with oh, a 14-year-old and stuff? I can't, I can't even think about that movie, dude. <laughs> it's so good. That movie made me feel so awful. Because it was like graphic depictions of hardcore drug use in like the worst ways well i think or at least drug use they chug a bunch of well they pour acid down their customer yeah 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 so it's not hard drugs really but i just remember being so stressed out and they're in these horrible situations doing drugs and i was like craving doing drugs (laughs) like very like i was like i really want to do those drugs that they're doing (laughs) they're having a horrible time i want to do that (laughs) so it's really seared into my brain Kelp says Kellis is feasting on Aka, as Nair would say. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, what does he, uh, what's he do? He says some stuff. <coughs> he just works his little magic. Um, Kellis says, but I've always believed that one must ride another man's horse for a day before criticizing. And that's him saying, I'm willing to believe you about the console, where I'm willing to humor you and think, yeah, sure, the console could be real. And Kamian thinks to himself, I like this man. Well, he also answered it with a, like, a charming, like, man joke, you know? What does he say? He's like, I think one man, one must ride another man's horse for a day before criticizing. And Kamian says, to better understand him? And then Kella says, no, because then you're a day away and you have his horse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does it like a super dad joke. Yeah. yeah. Which is like... It pissed me off because it's like, oh, you're just so charming right now. But I was like, I kind of like that. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I could do that for, I guess now is walk a mile in this man's shoes. So you're a mile away and you have the guy's <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> These are my shoes. Oh, uh, it's so funny. He said, I like this man. What if he is who he claims to be? <laughs> I like this man. Yeah, I like this man. <clears throat> that's funny. That's probably the most simple sentence in the entire right. series. Or the sun had just set. That's mm-hmm. a little more complicated. He sprinkles in some cool, just like two word sentences. I like. I mean, I like his how he gets poetic and flowery, but I also like a good, simple sentence. I feel like bad writers try to like just make everything super complicated, mm-hmm. and good writers know when to do this or that. Pepper in some some chillness some pepper some pepper chili pepper some pep ass yeah Kalos has the jokes in the first three books <laughs> yeah he does he really lays it on to the Norse to the fucking he's Norse right Anonai to the fucking Anonai <laughs> dude yeah what was that I was thinking about Guelphs every time yeah. I said Anonai but um oh the nihilists from Big Lebowski have you seen that movie? I've seen the movie, but it was a long time ago. Yeah, it's I mean it's just like fucking nihilist, like you know yeah the group that you get to curse out. Yeah. It's like Chris Lacaro kind of too. Yeah, 
Um, do you think that Kellis has a sense of humor because of a Jokely's influence on him? Because all of a sudden, he came from a place where he's probably never heard of the concept of a joke. Right. And now he's spitting he, bangers. He's zinging. Yeah, he's, he's zinging and zanging. Yeah. Maybe so. I don't know. He's had, like, what, a year or at least six months. <laughs> six months. To, uh, learn what humor is, so. Yeah. Yeah. But. That's fun, man. You know. Who knows? And <laughs> Jeff says the picks. Which, what was that a term for? <laughs> That's a, a racist term against dark-skinned people in, in the, the books. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry people call it commie in that. Oh. Uh, yeah. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as gnarly as that Cormac McCarthy quote from the oh, other yeah. day. So. <laughs> yeah, the one you're like, look this up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, so they're chatting, and a commie asks, why have you joined the Holy War? And does Kellis kind of just tell him? He's like, no, he doesn't tell him. He just kind of, like, says some bullshit. Yeah, he's doing this, like, feathery, well, I mean, feathery cock tease is what I was going to say. I guess that means more to us than to most people with yeah. the wing jobs, but... True. Yeah, Everyone here like, can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I, well, I suppose I am referring to those dreams, you know? Yeah. Just being so coy. Yeah, he's very coy. <laughs> I'm wondering... As I talk about Kellis, I'm like, should I try to be more objective about Kellis in my analysis of the book? Some, maybe. Maybe. Maybe I, maybe I should try to change my perspective a little bit on Kellis. Your ground is conditioned. My ground is indeed conditioned. Oh, I was thinking about it was going to be conditioned hair today. Um, that's yeah. what your thought was? Oh, that was one of them. That might have been my funny thought. Nice. But now I can't remember a quote that says, we, we walk upon conditioned hair. That's not that funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but it was no, like a little that. bit amusing to me. Yeah, no, I dig that. Um, at some point, a, Kellis, or a commune says something cool, and it, you can probably hear the dryer being done in the background. It sings for a long time, so I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> he says, so he's explaining the console. Or, sorry, he's explaining the mandate's mission a little bit. And he says, we search for an ancient and implacable evil. I just like that definition. What does implacable mean? Is that like implacable? I don't know. What does it mean? Unable to be placated, relentless, unstoppable. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty astute. <laughs> it's apt. Yeah. Um, Jeff says that I like stuff that should offend me. Uh, that's that's a powerful um, way to be. Yeah. That's cool. I don't get offended by very much. Or pro- I'm probably I probably do actually. I'm kind of a snowflake. <laughs> I'm not super snowflakey, but No. You're not but I like to stand up for the things I believe in. Yeah. More than some. I uh <laughs> feel superior to those who litter. That's <laughs> yeah. like my dad does just He's super, super sweet and nice, but he's, like, I don't know, getting the old man grouchiness. Yeah. And uh, I can see myself in that, just being, like, one day certain things just going to set me the fuck off and no one's going to understand why I went from, like, zero to a hundred. I get that. Whenever I'm biking <clears throat> or, like, walking or anything, I get, like, furious at every car that passes me for no, almost no reason. Sometimes people are crazy, but... Mm-hmm. Kelp Front says we're all just ticks in the God's conditioned hair. That's true. That's a, a lyric there. That is a lyric. That's a tasty lick. 
Um, a commune has found himself trusting him. Trusting, despite a thousand years of suspicion. <laughs> um, and he asks, referring to Sir Survey, Do you love her? He asks. Because she's um, laying on Callus's lap. Which, her part in this is interesting. Just, uh, Baker places her <coughs> asleep on Callus's <laughs> lap. Yeah. <laughs> looking like a child doll. Like, I don't know. This sexy, um, what's it called? I wrote down a word. No, I didn't. Mm. <laughs> That's right. Uh, just like an accessory. She's like a sexy accessory. Yeah. Well, he literally says to communes, do you love her? He says, yes, I need her. <laughs> well, so I thought, yeah, he needs her for his plan. So right. he might not be lying, but it's not what, um a commune thinks he's saying. Yeah. Well, um, and a commune points out that uh, Surwa is like worshipping Kellis, or she worships you, he says. I can tell by the way she watches you. That made me think of that disco song, Staying Alive, mm -hmm. I think. I can tell by the way you suck my cock, I'm a woman's man, no, no time, time to, to talk. talk. That's the lyric, yeah. <laughs> That is the lyric. Jeff says, if soot stains your tunic, dye it black. This is true vengeance. Best Baker quote. Dang, that's dope. Mm -hmm. Dye it black. This is true vengeance. Yeah, there's lots of talk of vengeance um, by the Scarlet Spires later on. Yeah, a lot of, uh, what is it, bloody vengeance and furious anger. Yeah. Whatever, righteous vengeance and furious anger. Whenever Eliasaurus is going on about vengeance and stuff, he sounds so childlike. He's all, like, so... Vengeance is such a childlike thing, I feel like. I'm going to kill that person that killed my friend. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I, it's natural. Could be. I, I, There's been some people I really wanted to get back at in life, mm. but there's not. I haven't had an experience where I like want to... I, it's never been like a lifelong goal of mine to... <laughs> yeah. You know, to fucking... What was the movie? The outdoor one where Leonardo DiCaprio is like crawling through the snow for two and a half uh, hours, yeah, just to kill the dude. Mm. I mean, Makes I like a good the, story. I like that movie. You said you didn't like that movie. I like that movie. Oh, somebody else told me they did it. I liked it. It was cool. I've only seen it once though. Um, yeah, it's good. The book's totally different. Really? Oh yeah, you read the book. Yeah, I feel like I would like the book. Yeah, you probably would. I um, like the joke because he um. Leonardo DiCaprio had never... The Revenant, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the outdoor movie. The outdoor... The movie about the great outdoors. Sponsored by Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> when you're here, you're family. Yeah. Lol. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio, I guess, hadn't won a Academy Award, and I like the joke that said that the bear won an Academy Award instead of him. <laughs> Book was good, yeah. Ended abruptly, though. Mm -hmm. I love an abrupt ending. Yeah, I mean... Depending. You could say that these series end abruptly. Yeah, for sure. Other than it's been like 5,000 <laughs> pages of... Yeah. Of unabruptness, but... But it doesn't go on and on and on and like the end, like, the, you know, the last Tolkien book or whatever. Yeah, it kind of just, uh, just stops. Yeah. That's what's up. <laughs> I guess most books kind of stop at some point. Yeah, but some may go on. They wax. Jeff says Tom Hardy was awesome in that movie. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Most definitely. And he also said, if you like that movie, then you love Blood Meridian. I'm sure I would love Blood Meridian. I just need to try to read it again. You should read it to your child as the first literature it ever experiences. That's the that's actually <laughs> fucking dope. That's the chill thing about having an infant is like you can just read it whatever. Like I'll probably just read just whatever I'm reading, you know. Read that chapter, the epilogue of the Warrior Prophet, where um, the Sranks are or uh, the Inquirer are like raping that entire family. <laughs> Dude, hell yeah! Just give it, give the baby good vibes. Yeah. I like blood brain better than that. I think that's a good idea. Just wait until you walk around with your child. You will dislike the newfound respect people will give you. <laughs> Dude, that's what it's like being married, too. Kind of, I think. Like, people are like, oh, you're a real person now. It's like, fuck you. you or getting a haircut. Or <laughs> yeah. Haircut's one of those things where anybody can comment on it. Like, yeah. With uh, impunity, kind of. I hate it. People have been really chill about this haircut. Shaving a haircut, five bucks. Yeah. Do you think people mention that you are like that you're married, though, because it shows that to some degree you're a tolerable person? Someone can tolerate you enough to marry you at least for, I don't know, Maybe. two to six years or something? I think there's a lot of chill things. Like, it makes me. I experience it as, like, maybe it makes me feel less threatening to people that would make me feel threatened by, like, a man mm-hmm. who isn't married that, like, wants to be with people or whatever. But I also think people are like, okay, you have, like, submitted to society's norms, so mm-hmm. I can, like, I know how to orient my status with you. It's like, oh, you're married? Well, I'm married, too. How much money do you make? <laughs> like, that's kind of feels like the natural order of things. Uh-huh. Oh, you're married? Uh, what do you do for work? Yeah. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, whatever. It's chill. I you like gotta, being married. You gotta remain ungovernable. Yeah. Governable. Like me. Yeah. I live in a garage. <laughs> you do live in a garage. <laughs> I like my garage, though. Yeah. It's definitely the less threatening. Um, yeah. For sure. Which is awesome. I love having... Like, I like whenever I have my wedding ring on and I'm around people that I know potentially would feel threatened by me because i'm like an intense person i'm intense looking so it's like i'm not a threat to you mm-hmm. even though being married doesn't necessarily mean you're not a fucking creep yeah but it does i'm not a creep no you're not a creep thanks dude all right what's happening in the book i don't know i forgot uh <laughs> i want to I mention something real quick yeah so um a commune says this or thinks this at the beginning of this chapter but it's basically the same, it's like a continual thing where he's talking to Kellis and evaluating him. And um, he basically says that he thinks to himself that he'll know what he was looking for when he finds it. Mm-hmm. And he also says, um, w- when he found whatever it is, he trusted that he would know. A good spy always knew. Which is funny because he's not a good spy. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets shook like in spy banter later in the in the chapter yeah um but also it just seems so rife for confirm is it rife or rife maybe both for confirmation bias mm. where i mean kellis is gonna fit the prophecy in his dreams to a t mm-hmm. he sees his actual face like in kelmomus's face but it's also like i feel like if <laughs> 
I don't know. You can warp anything to fit, I don't know, what you need or what your goals are or something. Yeah. What you're looking for. So, are you done with that thought? Yeah. That's a good thought. And it ties into that running thought I had earlier. I remember, I think, Ooh. a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, it was kind of, I was having a conversation with Patricia in my mind about faith and religion. Because Patricia doesn't, like, she kind of thinks that, like, faith and religion is dumb. Or, like, it just does not make sense in her brain at all. Mm-hmm. She doesn't necessarily think it's dumb, but she's like, that's not real. And she's fine with that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's necessarily, like, true for me. Because, um, I and the analogy that was happening in my brain was, like, whenever you look at... So, if, like, I put this book on my dresser and I look at it, it isn't... The, the, all the characters and all the things that happen in the book aren't real... But whenever I engage with the book and I'm experiencing the characters, they are real. They're happening in my mind and in my body. And my nervous system is responding accordingly mm-hmm. just as much as anything else in the world. So I think it was just an interesting way to kind of talk about how people's faith, however unfounded in reality it is, it's still valid. It's like whenever I connect with whatever part of me is I don't know, Buddha nature or whatever is kind of how I experience it. It's like, it doesn't necessarily exist. Like, it's not, I'm not going to reach out and touch it, but the experience of, of knowing it makes it real. Yeah. So, perfect sense to me. Um, you also don't uh, try to use your book and beliefs to legislate other people's lives, though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Which is... Uh, a very cool thing in my mind that you do not do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm not even like, I mean, I'm not religious or anything. Yeah, yeah. But. You're spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> not, not even really. I don't know. No, I I mean, I know you pretty well, I would like to think, because we're friends. Yeah. But, yeah. um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know how I would describe you either. Yeah. Or describe me. Traumatized. What even is life? Yeah, I don't know. The pain of living holds no victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are a little trauma boy. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and uh, Jeff says, Kellis is a blob that can fit any mold, even if you don't know what the mold is. <sighs> True. I like that. Yeah. And then about the religion thing, or, or not even religion, but faith. I'll say faith. They may not be real, but that does not mean they don't cause real action. Yeah, for sure. Like, just the same as if my how I experience faith, which I don't really experience faith, but if I were to, I would were to be like, oh, I'm, I feel like I'm protected and nothing bad's going to happen to me or whatever. That's like probably going to have a decent effect in my life. But if I'm like, I know that gay people are bad and that they are going to hell, then that's like real and bad. So yeah. it doesn't, you know, it's not like, like get out of jail free card. Oh, for it's sure. Power belief is power yeah didn't i feel like you had another philosophical moment in an episode where you talked about things being real because of belief was it like ghosts and yeah yeah like psychic stuff or metaphysics yeah yeah i kind of rip it off from i don't rip it off (laughs) yeah (laughs) i've never heard heard you uh i've never heard it from another source than you Mm. 
You should copyright it. That's cool. Make it your private property. Um, and then to respond to Kelpron earlier, Kiffering on my chest, yes, it actually is a demon. So you're right. On that chiseled... On that fucking yoked-ass chest. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could take my shirt off, but a stream would get banned. Uh, Jeff says these books have gave me a great a greater idea of faith and understanding the concept of God better than my childhood Baptist church. If you believe in ghosts, you see ghosts. That's right. Shout out to growing up in the Baptist church. They're having a big old thing right now about um, silencing sexual abuse or something. Just, I don't know, everyday church scandal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're... Um, they suck. <laughs> My, I would say they suck. Tin yoked legion. Yeah, you should. That's what your your torso, your bod. Oh yeah, I also have like some cool like demons doing shit on my stomach. But anyway, let's 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 keep going. Let's keep going. So, Kellis is like, oh, women can't live with them. Can't live without them. And He's the commune is like, guy. yeah, the commune is just fucking hook line and sunk mm -hmm. on that he's like well i love a prostitute yeah yeah akami's being a real dipshit dude he's such an ass part, yeah he's being like he's trying to discount his relationship with uh um esmanet and in my mind i feel like it was more of him justifying things to himself rather than trying to show off for kellis mm -hmm. even though like he doesn't want to i feel like he'd probably catch some shit and Yarwa for being in love with a whore. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, most likely a delusion. Mm -hmm. You're paying for someone's time and attention and vagina, and then you think that they love you back for it. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't, I don't, I feel like it's more kind of trying to talk himself into thinking she matters less to him than she actually does. Yeah, totally. Oh, Kamian. What a wounded goose. Yeah, for sure. Um,. Yeah, I don't even really like her that much. I just, you know, I just have history in bed. She's not that important to me. I just have blasting diarrhea in front of her every single <laughs> yeah. morning. And she's okay with, well, she tolerates she it. She tolerates it. Um, but yeah, this is where Kellis says, You're a teacher, and I'm an ignorant stranger in a bewildering land. Would you consent to teach me? Question mark. And then Akamian just is like, yes. <laughs> doesn't even, like, bat an eye. Yeah. He just says, yeah. Well, there's that, there's some sentence that's like, when the teacher is ready, the student will appear. Mm -hmm. Or vice versa. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. I'm still waiting on one. But I think that means I'm not ready <laughs> mm -hmm. for either teaching or studying. <laughs> I'm not trying to teach, though. Yeah. Neither mm -hmm. am I. I would like to be a professor one day, though. Professor of Professor of wing jobs. <laughs> Bring a, um, no, never mind. I was going to make a deep cut about your university. Yeah. <clears throat> mm. Let's see. So he consents to teach him, which is preposterous in a way. It's anathema to the mandate's, uh, whatever <laughs> beliefs yeah all the rules and um that's yeah, crazy <clears throat> the rules nayer is gonna call him out about it later or bring it up later to kellis <clears throat> or to Akamian? i think to kellis yeah 
He brings it up regardless. When he's crouching in the dirt, like looking through the bushes at Kellis and whoever. Is that what a commune's doing? No, Nayer does that later on. Oh, he's hiding in the bushes? Yeah. Damn. I've... Something about... Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just picturing... I've been doing cartoon stuff, kind of, or trying to do cartoon stuff for the uh, thumbnails recently. Yeah. And so just thinking of two bright white eyeballs popping out of a bush is... Mm-hmm. That image is in my head. We could use that, yeah. Or you can use that. Um, I guess I'll talk about it whenever we get there. Okay. Um, let's uh, skip a little skipper knees, see what's happening. Um, yeah, he basically uh, seduces him, though, I think. I, I would say. Yeah. He is uh, a friend. Kellis actually says, I'll count you among my first friend, basically. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he like, is like, you're my first friend. My best friend. Which is... <laughs> it's a straight up lie, but also... Um, it feels funny like a school kid, like a young child type of thing. Yeah. Where you just... You're like, you are friend number one. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Well, and I... To like kind of play a different tune, or sing to a different tune about Kellis, all the stuff that we're talking about how belief defines reality like ring things um mentions beyond redemption and how that book is based on that that's very true that book is hard to read mm. and yes morning mud but <laughs> um <laughs> um Kellis, i don't know he one he inspires people's belief which is real like akamian's experiencing the real sensation of feeling like close to that person or whatever yeah i don't know yeah I don't, I don't fucking know yeah maybe that gets into the nature of truth and whether it's valuable i feel like that it does is in this chapter it's like maybe we're missing so in this kind of thought thought line maybe we're missing the point by judging kellis for being like inauthentic it's like well, you're missing the mark Perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah, I guess he's he's being authentic to himself, for sure, and his own goals and everything. Yeah. Like, I'm perceiving this from my value system of, like, I want to be authentic and be kind to people and not abandon them when they're being eaten by shrank and (laughs) and stuff. Yeah. But it's not objective. No. Baker talks a lot of in... Well, I feel like I've read in blogs and stuff about the death of meaning yeah oh and his brother said basically the series is about the death of meaning Mm -hmm. which i don't totally know what that means um but i think that it's like pretty clear that um yeah that kellis is like just robotic and does not um you know have the same meanings beliefs emotions or everything that like consensus reality does yeah it's like just a semantics thing the meaning of the words we say that are like his are like there's no meaning behind them really or he mm-hmm. he, he uses it them. to manipulate them yeah. yeah he yeah he has such a grasp on them that he can use them mm-hmm. cray cray he grasps he firmly firmly grasps it mm-hmm. is that a spongebob thing firmly grasp it Oh, I think so. Firmly grasp it! Is that when his eyes pop out? I don't know. I can't remember either. Jeff says, not a home slice. I ain't even held down by no hose. My pick? <laughs> yeah, Akamian is definitely trying to be the cool guy. Yeah. 
He definitely is. And just imagine <laughs> what Kelsey is in a comedy <laughs> space. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. A poor, a balding, pathetic, middle-aged, troubled man. Mm -hmm. Although he is one a person. Child. Yeah, the man with the child in his eyes uh -huh. by Kate Bush. Um, <clears throat> from the album The Kick Inside. Actually, it might not be the right album, but... Uh, Kellis did run into fucking McCarritrig, right? The non-man. So he's seen sorcery before. Mm -hmm. um, but... <laughs> I don't know, this is maybe, I'm, I'm kind of just interested, I wonder if he sees something else because he has the, Akamian has the dreams, he has a connection to, a supernatural connection to something mm -hmm. thousands of years old, you know? Yeah. That's a new, that's gotta be a new experience for mm -hmm. him. Yeah, he loves it. He's yeah. stoked to learn. He's just staring at twigs. Yeah. And then, uh, Nair pops in. He says, kind of starts off with the reluctant gait of a man unsure of his destination. Nair walks through the encampment. Um, here and there, fire still burned, tended by muttering men, mostly drunk. Odors assailed him, bearing the sharpness of foul smells and cool dry air. Livestock, rancid meat, and oily smoke. Some fool was burning wet wood. Just, Idiot. Just some good writing. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dipshit. Well, I mean, if they had dry wood, they probably would have been burning it first. True. I don't know. Maybe I am the fool. Burning the midnight oil, dude. <laughs> yeah. Burning the midnight wet wood. <laughs> uh, let's see. He gets into the conversation with the um, Cass Noble, who's trying, oh, to, yeah. trying to size up his nuts. Yeah, Firmly he does. grasp his nuts. Yeah. <laughs> A mark. Is, okay, so he says... He refers to Janan as a mark of casting cultivation, which is true. Um, but yeah, he runs into Lord Gaideki. Gaidekai or whatever. Oh yeah, I'm just shaking my head. Amateur yeah. hour here. Dude. Yeah, he asks, do those scars of yours reflect the man or the man's measure? It's like, want to know how I got these scars? Yeah. <laughs> and there's just like, what do you mean? And then he's a punk. He says, well, I should think that if you, say, killed Lord Gynamai, Gynamai, here, he would deserve two scars at the most. But if you were to kill me, he looked to the others, his eyebrows raised and his lips drawn down, as though speaking in deference to the learned opinions. What, um, 20 scars? 30? <laughs> and then Proya says, I suspect that the Skilvindi swords are great levelers. And Nayar says, Swazon measure foes not fools and then he spits <laughs> yeah um god i i think i've said this before but i want to spit as emoting or communicating in life mm -hmm. well, you <laughs> never can... think of doing that well blizzard the make the makers of world of warcraft they removed the ability to do like backslash spit like you could target someone and type backslash spit and it would say in the in the chat so and so spits at you Mm -hmm. They removed it whenever they got in this horrible um, lawsuit with the state of California for, like, all of their upper management, like, sexually harassing people. R right. They removed the backslash spit. I'm glad that they uh, <laughs> protected us from their yeah. sexual abuse. <laughs> I know. By taking away our spit. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, the spitting is good. We can start doing that. We can... Should I start dipping? Hell, yeah. I fucking <laughs> love dipping. God. 
I tried it once. My uncle's dipped for a bajillion years, and knock on wood, he's never had any, like, gum issues. It's not actually bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I was 17, and I put a fat dip in, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> it was too much for me, and I... <laughs> too powerful. Yeah, it was too powerful. I spat it out of it after, like, two minutes, and <clears throat> my heart was racing, and I just thought I was going to die. I like went and laid down on my bed and I was like, okay, I'm gonna wake up dead. This is it. Like, nothing more to it. Yeah. I wasn't like, I was kind of accepting of my fate. Interesting. <laughs> my heart was cranking though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. How'd you get your first dip? What's the story behind that? Ooh. Yeah. Um, that's a it's a good story. Actually, <laughs> I was at my friend Matthew's house. We were probably in seventh grade, and he had some dip, and I was like, I'm going to do that. And he's like, it's going to make you feel sick. And I was like, nah. But my friend Matthew had to poop, so he went to poop. But I was like, I'm going to dip, but I want to be close to the toilet. Can I dip in here while you're pooping? And he was like, (laughs) (laughs) he was like, (sighs) yeah. So me and Matthew hanging out in the bathroom. He was pooping, I was dipping, and it made me sick. (laughs) <laughs> did you puke on top of his poop no it was pretty chill that's good <laughs> I do regret quitting though <laughs> no I'm just kidding I don't think it's bad for you though I think kids should do it There should people should start smoking again <laughs> I know it makes you look so much cooler so much I'm cooler. not even joking like I'm not saying it's a good thing but it makes you look cool super cool yeah 100% <laughs> depending on what you're wearing actually <laughs> Um, um, do you want to get us caught up on the chat? Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> Jeff asked if Kellis is one of the few, um, because he doesn't mention the bruise of sorcery, or maybe um, he or us just can't see it yet. Uh, Madness, what's up, dude? What's up? Replies, oh, wait. He just chat, I chimed he, in about Swazond measures men, not yeah, fools. I but think he said that even before we said it. Smart guy. He quote sniped us. That's cool. <laughs> um, where are we at? I just, uh, my brain broke. Um, Kelfron said that Kellis is one of the few, so he can see the Anta, the bruise of sorcery, which in the corner. Kellis can? Yeah. Um, according to Kelfron. Cool. I mean, is anyone, is it possible to have sorcery and not be able to see it? You know what I mean? Mm, I don't know. I don't know either. But that is uh, interesting because there's the thing with the Kisharam invasion where you can't, yeah, they can, are undetected. Right. Because they don't have a bruise. Yeah. Because they got the water. They fucking wash that bruise right off. <laughs> Ringthane says, I think the bruise is based on usage, but they seem to be able to identify children that are potential sorcerers. So they must be able to see the few even if the person hasn't used sorcery yet. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, measure, Swazon measuring men, not fools. Um, oh. I guess it's actually foes, but the fools thing, I kind of like that better in a way. Wait, does it not say fools? Am I a dingus? I don't know. I'm just assuming that everybody knows better than us. Yeah. Um. Uh, no, it, do, it does say fools. Okay. Yeah. Measures foes, not fools. Yeah. What did, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. It's all good, man. But, man, I don't remember where it is. There's a... It seems like... 
Mayer's primed to explain Swazond like many times in the book. Yeah. He kind of went into a little bit with um, Serway and then here, but there's one speech in particular I remember where he's talking about how like you, for each man you kill, you subsume the track of a man who was taken out of his, off of his track or mm -hmm. I don't know, the way he said it was super sick. It was um, less... Uh, macho vengeful trophy keeping yeah than i expected definitely yeah, it's yeah. very poetic mm -hmm. yeah yeah um <clears throat> and then um he doesn't carve up gaideki though i kind of nah. thought he might just fucking slaughter him right then no nah, like, that would be cool but he plays it pretty cool he's in he... this like insecure i'm alone I got beaten up by callous mode. <laughs> oh, right. He's in his shame cave. Yeah, he really is. But, um, I was wondering, too, if he ever... I think he might scoff. I think New Year might scoff at, in general. Yeah, he scoffs. He scoffs. Yeah. <laughs> My man scoffs. He spits. But has he ever, in these books, has he experienced a moment of happiness, of joy? <laughs> hmm. Probably whenever he's, like, doing stuff in the woods. <laughs> Finding berries and killing squirrels, <laughs> shit, hunting down kids, killing them. Yeah, when he goes, when he goes, uh, sicko mode, and becomes like, in, like in one of the battles, and becomes the god of war. I mean, I'm sure he enjoyed that, but I just, I was thinking, I don't think he laughs, or smiles. No, he doesn't have a whole lot of that going on. Yeah, He's pretty unhappy. Yeah, which, uh, maybe that makes you weak. Happiness? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in this world. Maybe in this world. It's unmanly. You will know it's everything womanly. except joy. Yeah. Uh. Fucking Anonai. Oh, is that the quote from Game of Thrones? No. Cersei. That's like your joy will turn to ashes in your mouth. That one's that's sick as fuck. such a good line. Um, I had a t-shirt from the band The Body that said you will know everything except joy. <laughs> Dope. Sick. Um... But we get a we get a weeper uh, flashback moment. Yeah, it's cool. Send it. R ding the reap the weeper bell. Mm -hmm. <coughs> <coughs> Click subscribe for the weeper bell. Yeah, fuck the subscribe button like a hole in the <laughs> ground. Um, <coughs> he's he's kind of tripping too. Like a commune was tripping about um, memories of the past. Uh, he's what is it? Well, I'll just read a, uh, an excerpt of a memory. That's cool. Um, this is Nayer. With his eyes pinched shut, he felt a youth once again, standing in the heart of the Utamont encampment, overhearing Moengus talk to his mother. Um, and then he saw Benut's bloodied face grinning rather than grimacing as he strangled him. Weeper. Mm -hmm. Benut was the dude he killed at the battle, yeah. though, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. cousin or uncle or something. But he, um, Nayer... When he's, we're, we'll get there, but he's arguing with Kellis or debating, trying to discuss with Kellis. He says, doesn't he say he can see Moengus in this man? Yeah. I guess my point is that they're both haunted by, like, memories from their past. Mm -hmm. From a specific bloodline, <laughs> actually, but. Yeah. Yeah. I like whenever he remembers his father pointing skyward. It says, Ooh. see Neyu, which is cute, though, like, 
nickname, mm-hmm. Nayu. Oh, dude, I wish I could name my kid Nayur. I mean... I can call a kid Nayu. Ain't no rules in life. I could just start calling him Nayu. That's beautiful. Anyway, see <laughs> Nayu? See the thousand lights peeking through the leather of night? Dude, this quote is fucking sick, actually. Lay it on me. Okay, so it's, he says, See the thousand lights peeking through the leather of night? This is how we know that our greater sun burns beyond this world. This is how we know that when it's night, it is truly day, and that when it's day, it is truly night. This is how we know, Nayu, that the world is a lie. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> the Skullvendi are fucking awesome. Yeah. It says, for Skullvendi, <clears throat> the stars were a reminder. Only the people were true. And it's capitalized people and also capitalized world. Huh. So I, think... I like that. I mean, I don't think that they would describe it in these terms, but it makes me feel like maybe the only thing that's real is the you know relationships and the community you have and mm-hmm. the fun you had along the way yeah the friends you made along the way it's not about being level 60 it's about getting there <laughs> yeah don't weep don't be a weeper because it's over uh, mm. shout in furious righteous anger <laughs> yeah, that happens violence and ardor yeah rigorous ardor <laughs> um there's something in that the stars it made me think of it might have been a different mention of it in this chapter but it made me think of the um the ark and then or the nail of heaven mm-hmm. and just i think that's connected to the ark somehow yeah the i don't know there's the idea that it's the mothership yeah which um i'm sure somebody can uh other people can prove and disprove i have no idea about it other than just thinking that's a cool idea mm-hmm. but um and the believing the faith versus um or i don't know i guess lack of faith that the people can the skiveni can like look up and verify what they believe is they can like see what is larger than themselves and beyond themselves yeah i like it they're so connected with the world around them in a very sweet way Mm -hmm. like janan doesn't make sense to neyur yeah it's fucking futile and amorphous and stuff but we got a ton of chat. Okay. Um, going back up to fucking... Let's see. Callous Midges... Okay. Uh, oh, uh... What's up? Sorry. You, I just got excited about something. Okay. Um. <clears throat> yeah, Jeff mentions bringing back smoking in restaurants. Oh, yeah. His, um, reminds me of my childhood. Or totally. Or his childhood. I got to smoke in a restaurant legally when I was... 19 in South North Carolina. That's chill. For the first time, I felt um, excited about it. Yeah. It wasn't as cool as I wanted it to be, though. I'm barely, like, I have very few, like, very early memories of there being smoking sections. But it was pretty much over by the time I was, like, sentient. Sure. I liked how you could just make half of the restaurant smoking and then non-smoking, and there's a perfect... (laughs) Hermetic barrier in between. Yeah. <laughs> a ward. Yeah. A fucking Gnostic ward. <laughs> keeping the smoke from going over. Yeah. So absurd. Yeah, exactly. What happened? Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Um, okay. Kellis mentioned seeing the bruise of sorcery in the warrior prophet. Thank you, Keltron. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Ak- Akka doesn't believe it, and then he proves it with the Wapi doll, which also doesn't bruise him yet yeah it's like you're still a virgin because 
you, <laughs> you did some anal stuff, so you're still yeah. technically a virgin. Right. And not going to hell yet. Right. Um, yeah. Let's see. Okay, and this is in response to, does Nair experience joy? Madness says, Nair did seem to love Anisi, his first wife. Totally. Oh, yeah. He definitely has some feelings for Anisi. He at least experiences the chemical oxytocin. (laughs) You know? He may not perceive it as love, but Uh, he feels it. Yeah, and he loves Moengus, I guess, too. Yeah. Um, And he gets to romantically snuff him out, too. True. That, yeah. But we for tears of weakness, not tears of joy and ardor. Yeah, true. And Ring Thing says, this is, I think, in response to your shirt, life is the misery we endure between disappointments. Glocked. Glockta? Is that in the books, or is that some <laughs> fucking French philosopher? I don't know. <laughs> Jeff, though, mentions, um, can you roll up a little bit? Oh, yeah. Is Kellis tells Esme about Nair being the snowball that starts the, that becomes the avalanche or something. Yeah, that's um, I know it's because of Val lyrics. Well, they change it. They don't say Nair or Skiotha, but yeah, um, we are the stone that starts the avalanche. We are the cough that spreads the plague. We are the spark that lights the inferno. We are. <sighs> yeah, that's good. That's Relinquish your wretched control. Something something. Mm-hmm. Useless philosophy will be heaped upon the pyre. It's oh. good, dude. That song, it's called Free Will by Thou, and it's like 12 minutes long. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's very cool. Um, yeah, Madness is talking about the stars quote. It's a good lay out in the grass and look at the cosmos <clears throat> Yeah. quote. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Ooh, Hermbros is trying to give us money. Oh, he said. What up, dude? Long time. Or maybe oh, yeah. not. What's up, bro? Maybe. Um, yeah, there's a way. Uh, we have a Patreon, right? We definitely have a, uh, have one, although I've never logged into it. I don't know how it works. I think I can just give you this link and it'll, here, I'll put it in here and you tell me if it works. I'm like the streamer making you do the the work. Super, uh, yeah, that's very gracious. Yeah, that's very sweet. I'm great. I feel gracious. You're super generous. I feel ingratiated. Um, that's very nice. We're, uh, I wanted to do something with the Patreon with different levels, like of, what was it? We're going to be, there's the Srank, um, yeah, Bash Rag and the, um, Raku. Yeah. The hideous Bash Rag and then the other Raku. I'm trying to remember the right adjectives mm-hmm. and we don't have any, um, re- Patreon rewards yet, but <laughs> I want to come up with something. We are making stickers too, which I'll, um. Like we're waiting in the waiting for them to come in the mail, but um, they'll be cheap, and you guys can just like DM your addresses, and we can send you some. So, yeah. Um, but yeah coming the, for the future, but also, do not feel compelled or pressured to give us money as well. Of course, like, we do this because we enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. I don't have any like money making intentions in my brain, really. Yeah, but it is chill. It's very uh, dope. Um. Okay, so Jeff says, we're going to have to get caught up because it's already an hour, but we're vibing. Jeff says, the world being alive made me think of a surrogate world. Their world was fake. I like that. Oh, and and it says, oh, well, and then Madness says we're still figuring out. And Jeff says, in Invader Zim, some aliens stole worlds and gave them false skies. That's cool, dude. That show's fucked up. 
I never watched it. It's fucking fucked up. When it was popular, it was like the, like the goth kids with hot topic clothes was, had like Invader Zim shirts. Yeah. And I was too punk rock to. Yeah, it's a different vibe. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I might have fully enjoyed it. I was just like, oh, that's for that's not for me. Right. Just aesthetically or whatever. I was like, nah. I think that's true. I'm too punk rock. Um, oh, I think. Sorry. Our <laughs> <laughs> bro says <laughs> the Patreon. Wait. I hardly know her. The Patreon says become a member for zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about. Hell right. yeah! Y'all can all go get. It's a hundred percent off today if you use the code SRANKASS. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, but I guess I'll fix that. Uh, he says uh, he got it figured out. You can donate what you want. Okay, that's cool. nice too. That's but, that's sweet. Um, that's really funny. <laughs> that's <laughs> classic us too. Yeah, I mean that's makes it. Y'all should all sign up. Not realizing what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Ring thing, uh, I believe, gave me a section of the um, the Swazon speech that I was gushing oh, yeah. about. The Scars, or Swazon, don't celebrate the taking of life as everyone in the three C's seems to assume. They mark the intersection, you might say, mm -hmm. between competing lines of action, the point where one life yields its momentum to another. Damn. That's Love some heady it. stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Light, light one up. Damn. And Strength yeah. ass. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking in Bojangles was nice, Salt King says. That's fucking hilarious and he says i'm in clit where are you at <laughs> <laughs> what does clt stand for i don't know i don't know i'm dumb i didn't graduate from high school um yeah strank ass charlotte oh hell yeah that's not far away charlotte north carolina i assume maybe it's not i don't know i barely know her but i think and this is on another like note there's another note we have almost 100 subscribers on youtube oh really yeah which is kind of crazy damn it's a lot of people yeah and that's not even like texting 90 family members asking them <laughs> to subscribe <laughs> you know which i did with twitch that's awesome um i uh left our pod on spotify playing overnight once so i could give us a review because i think you have to listen to it to give a review oh really but then i forgot to review us <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah also i don't know if that's fair i think if i review it i'll probably say i am <laughs> this is my podcast period yeah it is your birthday all right we should get on with it because we're, we're really getting sidetracked yeah we're not uh too far from the end though either oh really i don't think so i feel like we got kind of a while oh actually yeah i might have just <laughs> tapped over to some random page on my computer I don't know um yeah hmm? <laughs> now did we both get distracted by the medicinal anus leaves <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just got so curious um uh. Jeff has some medicinal leaves <laughs> that can cure any illness um place them on your anus and off you go off you go please dude. hit him up in the chat for more information for more information uh has anybody seen the movie Prey that came out? I have no interest in the Predator uh, franchise, but the movie looks sick. Have you mm -hmm. heard of this? Mm -hmm. It's, uh, you know, the Predator? Yeah. Um, with Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. and Jesse Ventura. Um, 
there's a prequel where it's uh, predators come to hunt Comanche Native Americans, mm-hmm. and it, I guess it's like really culturally authentic. Um, oh really? Yeah, the movie is like totally, I don't know, ah, PC. Cool. Um, and historically accurate, or they tried, <laughs> yeah. but they had like Native American producers and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But it's like, uh, hunting or I don't know, predator hunting man, but in like the 1800s. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's dope. I forgot where I was going with that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The aliens are historically oh, uh, accurate. The anal leaves are Sarl, oh, Sorry, but... Um, dude, I'm going to pop off on Sarl whenever it happens. <laughs> I love him so much. I've been thinking about counting the chapters and then calculating out how many years until we can talk about certain <laughs> things. Yeah, that'd be chill. Yeah. Um, but we, we really need to, we need to scoot along. Here. Oh, yeah, so the Predator is, um, I guess, exists in the 1700s, 1800s. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> where are we at? Okay, so, la la la, Nair's, okay, so Nair said, okay, Nair cares nothing for the schoolmen, but the sight of Serwa asleep with her head upon Kellis's thighs filled him with an uncharacteristic fear. Actually, Nair, no matter how uncharacteristic you think that fear is to you, you actually experience a lot of fear. Yeah. Um, and then it says, <laughs> as though she lays within the coils of some malevolent serpent. Scenarios flash through his soul of stealing her away in the dead of night um, and then telling her the truth of Kellis. But these glimpses gave way to fury. I think it's so sweet. He's just... Anyway. And then he says, what kind of fawn-hearted thoughts are these? He doesn't say that, but he thinks. He thinks that. Um, is that um, after he calls Benuto Weeper? Yeah, so this is... He's looking at the camp. Oh, okay. He's like knees on the dirt looking through a bush <laughs> surveying uh, yeah surveying so this and he's watching um Kellis and Akamian talk and whenever the schoolman departs Nair watches Kellis steer Serwa to the pavilion and it says she was so like a little girl when roused from sleep body swaying head bowed watching her feet pouting lashes blah 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 and it says so innocent so it's interesting to think that Nair is having that thought he's like look how innocent Serway is, or Serway. I don't know. It's just My interesting. rape accessory is? Look how yeah. innocent she is. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, and then Nair says, and pregnant. So Nair now suspects. Uh, but this is a cool paragraph here. It says, several moments passed before the Dunyane reappeared. He walked to the fire, began dousing it by prodding the pit with a stick. The last licks of flame winked out, and Kellos became an eerie apparition etched by the orange pool of coals at his feet without warning he looked up that's like a horror movie like yeah like whenever the toddler is like playing with a doll and then like like rips its head off and looks at you and like becomes a fucking whatever <laughs> i just thought that was so cool and it, the lights literally go down and then Cummings or Kels is like you're Slowly. a bitch nigger. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch the batman uh, I watched like the first two hours. Okay, <laughs> it's funny that it's that long. But no, I thought the same thing about a horror movie or like a jump scare and the Batman when they flip off the light or whatever, and you mm-hmm. can see the Riddler in the background in like the first scene. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. It's like that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. 
Um, <clears throat> and then he says, how long were you intending to wait? He asks the skill Mindy. Um, and then they start chatting. Kellis just, is it like, he's <laughs> fully in the bush and Kellis just sees him? I mean, yeah. Or what I, if the bush is tiny and he's like hiding behind a giant <laughs> Just bush? fucking yoked. Yeah. Well, I think it says his, he like brushes dirt off of his knees, which I like think is funny. Hair is just in shambles. <laughs> he's trying to hold it together. He's a coward. Can I um, roll us back for a second? Yeah. So um, he's really tripping about um, the motivations of the Dunyane. Uh huh. And I guess how, in what ways they're superior or what makes them superior. Um, Nair thought, or Nair, this is Nair. The thought struck Nair that Dunyane monks might be even more inhuman than he had thought what if things such as truth and meaning had no meaning for them what if all they did was move and move like something reptilian snaking through circumstance after circumstance consuming soul after soul for the sake of consumption alone the thought made his scalp prickle they called themselves students of the logos the shortest way but the shortest way to what mm. um yeah i really like that and uh I haven't thought too much about it, but it has crossed my mind. Well, first of all, he mentioned he describes them in a way that's basically like the Kifrang or the gods. Yeah. Consuming for the sake of consumption alone. Right. But, yeah, so why do the Dunyan want to attain the Logos? They want to be independent, self-moving souls, right? Yeah. Is it... But they don't... They also don't have any feelings. I wonder... Or emotions. Right. Or they try to silence them. I just wonder how it would work. Yeah. I don't know. I think... I'm glad that you rolled it back when we talked about that because I, it reminds me of some of my experience of trying to separate myself from religion, like early on religion and like thinking that searching for virtue or searching for the way or whatever is good. But it's like, it's kind of toxic actually the dunyane search for meaning is highly toxic could be perceived as such mm-hmm. um but i don't know i kind of like to think that the dunyane don't really know that they're actually still fucking victims to the darkness that comes before they just are really good at thinking they're not yeah yeah i don't picture them having any humility but they also are very rational so who knows mm-hmm. but they're also well not but there also is, but there is. <laughs> There's this section in, I think, The Great Ordeal where um, the survivor, Dunyane, mm-hmm. or the last survivor, and then the little Krabicus baby. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's so freaky. My Mara gives the last sur- the survivor some curie, and he gets all high, and then he figures <laughs> out the only way to attain the Logos is to yeet himself off the cliff. It's like... Damn, dude. I don't understand how that works out with your logic, but, like, I kind of understand it, like, in here. <laughs> oh, no, dude. No, not, not that I'm trying to self-harm or anything, but just that, like, you are, in death, you, maybe in death you become one with God or one right. with the outside, the mm. greater whole, in a way that you cannot be uh, while you're awake. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, every we have the opportunity to experience the death of selves all day, like in our experience in our day to day workings, mm-hmm. which is nice. I don't know. 
What's up? What's up? What's up, dude? I was just thinking about something <laughs> unrelated. What's uh, the chat say? Chat says, um, well, Madness asks if Jeff, or he said he didn't know that Jeff is still selling anus leaves. And then Jeff says, sales are not good. <laughs> and then Madness says, I believe the shortest way actually changes to the shortest path, I think, over the course of the books. Interesting. That sounds right. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't realize that it said the shortest way other than the shortest... And that, I mean, shortest path feels like it's in my memory more than the shortest way Yeah. as a phrase. And it's also uh, reminiscent of Dune. Mm-hmm. The golden path. Yeah, it is. The golden shower. Um, and yeah, Jeff says, modern people hate the idea of losing self. Except for Lose Yourself by Eminem. True. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> um, yeah, what even are we? But Except also, when you say that, it's movement. like... Movement. Moving particles. Huh. Yeah. Change. Storytelling. For sure. I was just actually not even thinking about that i was thinking how do i ask large questions without sounding like a stoner or yeah with sounding the, the least amount of stonery as possible i know whenever i'm talking i'm like you probably sound like a fucking stoner dingus dingus head um madness says definitely a big at herbert or foundation nice you are the walrus you are the walrus um, fucking Foundation is dope. Nihilist, <clears throat> man. Uh, oh, Jeff also wanted to remind us that he's 12. <laughs> Me, personally? I'm 12. <laughs> That's awesome. I also just got a notification that we got our first Patreon subscriber, so shout out to Herm Bros. What up? What's up um, yeah, I guess you can decide if you're a... God, I want to find the fucking perfect adjectives, but the whatever... <laughs> The terrifying shrank, the hideous bash rag, or the dreaded raku. Yeah. Um, but okay, let's let's scurry on over here. Um, oh yeah, fawn-hearted. That was yeah. Not where we're at, but Nair and Kellis are just talking. Kind of Nair is challenging Kellis on some of the stuff. He's saying that there's no way a commune will will treat him or teach him. Sorry. Um, and then and he's, he's like, "Hold my beer." Yeah, he says, "Hold my beer." Now, he spits, actually, and says, I know little of the schools, but I do know this. Mandate schoolmen do not reveal the secrets of their practice to anyone. If you wish to learn sorcery, you're wasting your time with that sorcerer. Um, and then it says, he'd spoken as though Moingas had not been mentioned. Oh, yeah, because Kellis mentions Moingas earlier. Mm. The Dunyain, however, did not bother feigning puzzlement. They both stood, he realized, in the same dark place and same shadowy nowhere beyond the Benjuka plate. I love that. Great. They are b- both standing in a physical dark place and in a metaphorical dark place. Huh. Mm-hmm. Dude, that works on... That's like it works on two levels. That's two-dimensional right there. <laughs> Real 2D game of chess. <laughs> Kellis just says, I know. He told me of the Gnosis. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know that. Fuck you. Um, and then Kellis just says, I'm gonna fucking harness this holy war and yoke it up and just get busy with it. 30 fucking years. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get to Zarias. Oh, wait. I want to mention one thing. Okay. They mention, um, uh, Kel suggests that Moeng is, is Kisharo, which will relate to, yeah. I mean, I guess we don't know it as first time readers, but it's Moengus that leads the 
assassination of Sashioka. Uh-huh. Well, we, be- we believe. Yeah. I think he was directly involved in it, but there's just three unidentified Kisharam. Yeah. Later in the chapter. Okay. Right. Sorry about that. No, you're good. Zarias. Zarias. The X-Man. Um, I love him. He is just kind of hanging out in council. He's looking at Skaos. He says, could you kindly repeat what you just said, dear Skaos? I fear I misheard you. He's <laughs> <laughs> really on his ab- abusive, uh, whatever, in, in abuse mode this chapter. He really is, yeah. Um, he, they're just, he's kind of just, we're learning that Zarias has learned of Proyas' idea that a Skilvendi can replace Confus, and he thinks it's outrage, and calls them over an overweening Kandrian dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then he freaks out, and all these, like, prepubescent sex slaves skitter, skitter around. It's really <laughs> disgusting and freaky. Um, he throws over decanters. And uh, Skaos is like, don't don't be sad. I don't know. Don't be cry. Don't be cry. Um, I didn't really know fully what this meant, but I really like the line. Have you heard the saying, Skaos? Cats look down upon man, and dogs look up, but only pigs dare look man straight in the eye. Pretend that you're a pig, Skaos. <laughs> <laughs> Just deliverance-ass shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh... They mention pigs later in the chapter two, where Iacus can't eat pork anymore because he smelled yeah. roasting long pig. He got some PTSD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> roasting long pig. Yeah. Nice. Would you eat human meat? Yeah. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, I don't think it's that weird. I feel like it would be circumstantial for me. Yeah. Not a hard no, but also not an easy yes. I feel like in a survival situation, it's an easy yes for me. Yeah, that's that's one of my circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it, it was on a shark a shark coochie plate, and it was like shark coochie. Yeah, shark coochie plate. <laughs> okay. You know, <laughs> there's like, um, I don't know, salami prosciutto. Yeah. Shark coochie. Yeah, shark coochie. <laughs> <laughs> no, you never dude. heard that? Charcuterie. No, I know. Oh, okay. It's a humor joke. Okay, cool. That's what's up. It's a shark coochie. That's Gnostic as fuck, actually. <laughs> I didn't come up with it. Um, damn, let me jump yeah. back in. Madness says, Moengus resides in Shima. Shima is home of the Kisharam. Ergo, Moengus is Kisharam? Yeah. Yeah. It makes um, Nair do that math in his head, right? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Or maybe it's a commune with fucking the Scarlet Spires. I don't know. They also mentioned the skin spies seem to have cow eyes. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I love that. And they definitely walk like monkeys for some reason. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, there's also the culture among the Nansur that you can never look the emperor in the eye. Mm-hmm. Right. I get it from, I don't know, just the tradition or, or I don't, yeah, just stupid being superior caste stuff. Yeah. I just don't know what the thing, phrase is supposed to mean, like... Are pigs just, maybe it's, is it an inner lattice type thing where they're just like free in their own filth to do what they do and they have the power and self-confidence to face God themselves because of their stewing in their own filth. I mean, and also out of the three, they're the most like human, like most empathetic and I mean, I don't actually know that. I'm not a fucking 
scientist or whatever the fuck, <laughs> geologist. <laughs> Salt King says that he would absolutely eat human flesh at the first sign of definite crumbling of society. <laughs> you might as well go ahead then. <laughs> and then Herm Bros, our Patreon subscribers, says, have a pulled pork, or sorry, a pulled human sandwich with some slaw. Mm. Yeah, man, you can just slather that in some post-apocalyptic barbecue sauce and just go to get on with it. I've got to choose the meat, though, over the, the human meat, I think. Yeah. I just want to see what's Frank meat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The capital sure. M meat. I just want to see what it, all the rage is about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it also, not looking Zarias in the eyes lets Zarias live in a completely delusional world. Because he doesn't, like, see the hate in people's eyes. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then Madness points out that it's the point of Zarias checking the trust of the skin spice. Well, I'm not sure what the sentence means specifically. Maybe I'm just having a dumb moment, but I think that maybe pointing out or I'm thinking that it's ironic that he won't look his own skin spy in the face. Mm-hmm. Or he doesn't make eye contact with them. Yeah. Yeah. Pigs definitely have eyes like cows. They have interchangeable eyeballs. The dolls um, And, uh... Yeah, it's ironic that Zarias isn't even looking into humans' eyes. Wait, that's what you're saying. I don't know what you meant by the first sentence. It might be my misunderstanding, but I think uh, that's a great point. Um, Jeff says, sinful pigs, holy snakes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the snakes are also, like, they're um, identified with the enemy, right? Um, Nayura was talking about how the... Dunyane, where snakes are like twisting snakes. Mm. Um, and then also the Kisharam have snakes about them. I mean, literally. Yeah. But I think there's another thing. Yeah. And that's kind of it with Zarias. It's just a quick little, little boop. Hit it and quit it. Hit it and quit it. And then it's uh, Kami and then Zynemus chatting, right? Yeah, real eyes, real lies, real lies. Charcuterie. Charcuterie. Damn, I fucked you up thinking that I was serious. Well, I knew you were joking, but I also was like, maybe he's not joking. (laughs) And then I questioned my own sanity. Dude, yeah. It really made me think. Always good to gaslight yourself. The Scarlet Spires are coming. Right. They're on their way. They're fucking pooting along in a crowd of people making a big mess Making a meet a big scene of the thing. Yeah, um, it sounds preposterous. It does actually. Yeah, it's a little like. Did that really happen though? You think the narrate the omniscient narrator is exaggerating? <laughs> He's lying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't remember the right adjective, the perfect adjective I want for it, but it sounds so pompous and unnecessary and like yeah, wanky. Yeah. That they have the. What's it called? I can't remember what the sled thing is called where they carry... Yeah, the, like... Palanquin? Palantine, Palantine. Yeah. The um, Emperor Palpatine <laughs> that's carried by all of the shirtless men. Yeah. And, like, um, Eliazarus comes out of it all quaffed and, like, some king. Just, I don't know. Yeah, it's a big... Just being a fuckboy. It's a boy. whole thing. And even a commune is a little bit like, I can't believe they're doing this. Yeah. What a crazy thing to do. And yeah. even 
um, Eliazareth kind of later like regrets it. He's like, no, it was actually kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I think we overdid it, boys. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but so so then uh, Kamian and fucking Eliazareth have a little chat. Yeah. Um, real quick, I can't find the the mention of it, but Kamian points out that it's like they're ostentatious, like entry into the city mm-hmm. um is like also for it's like politically and socially kind of crazy too because mm-hmm. everybody hates magicians mm-hmm. sorcerers but um it says that like they can either risk tromping in the scarlet spires can risk tromping in like assholes and so a commune so a mandate schoolman a commune knows they're coming or they can risk surprising him oh that's right and i was like damn the like the boy is powerful yeah their whole squad is like afraid of kind of startling Startling. (laughs) yeah yeah triggering well and jeff says the exact same thing or similar no they did it for a real purpose they're scared of the gnosis yeah yeah i mean forgot about that i'm still gonna clown them for it but you're absolutely right yeah that is wild ostentatious is that the word I was looking for? Ostentatious. Nice. I don't necessarily know if it has a negative connotation typically, but... Austin... Very ostentatious. Dude, yeah, dead cat gets thrown. <laughs> <laughs> a commune just, like, quickly IDs the bones hitting him. Like, Wine okay, bowls, chicken. chicken bones, stones, and even the corpse of a cat, which a commune was forced to duck. <laughs> the inconvenience <laughs> to duck that cat. He could have just took it. They also mentioned cats like the page before. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a lot of animals in uh, mentioned True. in this chapter. True. They also have um, ermine and eagles. Oh, shit. We just share all those. Yeah. We have those animals, too. Yeah, we have those animals, Kay. too. Sparrows. <laughs> that shit on your face. Yeah. <laughs> no mere bird would shit on an emperor. Um... <laughs> uh, so what you is, said that what is, they get to talking. Yeah, what does the Scarlet Spire even fucking say? What does El- Eliezer season even want? He is trying to. They're doing the um, courtly dick measuring contest thing. Yeah. Um, he meant he really fucks up a commune, saying that mm. they know that he killed his spy, which yeah. was Geshruni from like chapter, maybe. It might, I think it might be chapter one. Right. Yeah. And it killed him with, and they found his body in the river with his face ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's like, I was wondering about that. Are the skin spies studying faces? Like, also a faceless men thing from Game of Thrones vibe, but. Maybe. The Dunyane certainly are, right? But yeah. Poking. The neuropuncture. Dude, that. That scene was wild. Mm-hmm. Or that concept was wild. There's puncture. There's a drawing of it that someone did. Ooh, that's cool. That I'll uh, show you later. Okay. But yeah, Akami and is shook because he didn't know for sure Geshurni died until yeah. now. Yeah. I, I don't think it's like that unbelievable to him, but it compounds upon his guilt and shame over Notsera. Right. Just that everybody he touches gets killed. Well, and fucking the Grand Master 
says, clever man, clever little man, tell me, Drusus Akamian, how is it? So he's like just egging him on. Mm-hmm. He says, how or how is it that after all these years you still find yourself in the field? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> did you offend someone, not Sarah perhaps, or did you bugger Proyas as a boy? Is that why House Nurse sent you to pack sent you packing those years ago? And I just did smiley face. Oh, and then Akamian says, okay, it says Akamian was speechless. They had researched him, armed themselves with as many painful facts and innuendos as they could find. And here he thought he was watching them. Yeah, he's not a good spy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But he does seem pretty (laughs) offended about him suggesting that he banged Proyas, so, or molested him, you know, so... Maybe there's more points against my theory of pederasty. I didn't... I... How is he offended? I don't what know. What he say? He was speechless. But they but don't... He... It, he's speechless that they researched him. Or that they came up with painful... They found painful facts and innuendos, as many as they could find. So it's either a painful fact or an innuendo. Yeah, so I mean, that's like most things. It could be either be true or false. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> or... I don't know, swirl. Yeah. Kind of mixture. He definitely doesn't say he didn't do it. No. So, there's uh, uncertainty there, but especially the yeah. the voice of the narrator, it was just, I felt like, okay, I'm still trying to figure that oh, out in my yeah, head. Oh, yeah, the, the narration, I don't know, yeah. Which, uh, Jeff mentions too. <laughs> yeah. Um, almost a racist Indian accent add a lot to the characters, different culture. Yeah, um... There are some pretty thick accents of racial dubiousness yeah. in the narration. Like, if I were to talk like Eliasaurus sounds in the book, it would be very cringe. Now I'd be canceled. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like that it's, like, really multicultural or multi-ethnic, of I think he does, they do a great job. Yeah. It's I, cool. Maybe, the, um, maybe I'm being a fucking douchey devil's advocate, but... I don't know, maybe in some way the uh, accents kind of reinforce that it's not a all-white land. Yeah. But it is, like, it does seem like somebody's, like, brutal impression of, like, a convenience store guy. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, also, I think that um, Zarias's accent might have changed, but that's neither here nor there. Mm. Zynemus has, like, the full, like, Shrek Scottish voice. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, totally him. Um, <laughs> get out of my swamp. Um, yeah. So, he gets pissed. Akamian's pissed. Right. Um, and, uh, where are we going with that? Well, and Hermbro says speechless because they found out, and then he says, I mean, let's hope not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Freud's buggering. And then Kelp says, love the voices. The voices are awesome, yeah. I'm definitely no actor, so I'm not trying to knock it all, but... Yeah. I don't know. I feel yeah. weird sometimes. Um, so, yeah, he says... Uh, fucking, uh, what's his face? Fucking Anonai. Fucking Anonai. Um, what do you I mean, want? Yeah, yeah, Kamin just says, what do you want? And he says, to make your acquaintance, as I said, I need to meet the man who has utterly overturned my impression of the mandate. It's kind of... It really is just a, a Janan fucking tomfoolery session really <laughs> tomfoolery jananery yeah well and then a commune at one point is thinks 
is this a bold prelude to abduction? It had happened before. She's like, are they going to try to torture me and get the gnosis? Oh, right. But but they did not they don't. break when he when the mandate was kidnapped and tortured. Mm-hmm. And they don't... Akami doesn't either. Yeah. Akami... Like, sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead. Akami and, um, figures out why the Kisharam are involved. He says... Or, oh, yeah. pardon me, Scarlet Spires... Says so. Your secret is out. Your war, you war against the Kisharim. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, I guess. And then so he learns that, and then the Grandmaster says, "Yeah, but we learn yours. You take faces off people, and you are a spy." Trying to collect a bunch of faces. Yeah, but Akamian says, "Someone plays you for a fool." And he thinks, "Someone plays both of us." But who? Oh, Madness points out. I've always thought that it's more simple, the stealing faces thing. A skin spy can't impersonate the target if the target is later identified dead. So take the face. Take the face. Dude, yeah, thank you. It makes perfect, makes more sense than I was making it. It does, makes sense. Except for Edgian vibes are kind of fun sometimes. Mm. Oh yeah, and then the one Sill, I think, has the Inkori Sill, I think, has a cloak of faces. Yeah, so cool hard very hard that should be my reads this book what nobody reads this book because of that shit (laughs) (laughs) that should be my halloween costume for next year yeah let's see janan jeff you want to read it no go ahead jeff says janan is awesome 20 minute conversation about the weather with your boss then one about your employment yeah it's like so you're gonna give me a raise (laughs) uh all right and then they just kind of leave yeah, they Pretty go much. their separate ways. You mentioned earlier, but um, the Scarlet Spires are camping outside of the city. Yeah, <laughs> which is yeah, they have like a little compound. Yeah, which is why we have the RV cab picture. Oh yeah, I was searching through my photos and there was an RV cab, so I put it in there. And just imagine, like, you know, whenever somebody says, "Would you rather be a um, a king in the Middle Ages or a like?" middle-class person in the 21st century i just like to think that the scarlet spire is like really nice villa is just like a fucking square hut with mud hut with like mud pitchers and shit <laughs> but it does say that it it's nice and well defended because of the scalvendi they got price gouged though i think because they're they got gouged dirty um dirty heathens fee. yeah the airbnb really fucked them on that mm-hmm. one Oh, what's up, Druid? Got stuck at work, just managed to log in. Well, welcome. Yeah, nice to see you. Yeah, good to see you. I was curious. I was wondering where you were at. Getting stuck at work is trash. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, what do you do for work? How do you get stuck? We are, um, quicksand, probably. (laughs) We are, uh... I deliver sand. (laughs) Really fast. Yeah. Get it? Because it, like, works on two levels. Quicksand. Like shark coochie. (laughs) Shark coochie. (laughs) Um... We get the, I think to end the chapter, we get this cool, horrific flashback of Eliazarus. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, well, Eliazarus talking to Iacus a little bit, and then yeah. they're like, they're like, I don't know, kind of combined recollection of the terror of the assassination of Sashioka and invasion of the temple. Or, do they have a temple? Their school? Yeah, their school. One Whatever. of the spires? Yeah, the, the spires. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, it had a really big impact on Eliezer. It really fucked him up. Yeah, I mean, his whole vengeance thing, um, 
is I think it's because he was basically in love with uh, Sashioka, the former Grandmaster. Yeah, that's what it seems like. But it's also like, I mean, it's obviously his school, which is his entire identity and survival. But I think he was um, in love with the the dude too. Yeah, it's also super scary to see somebody just all of a sudden get blasted. Yeah, <laughs> crawl through the blood of your best homie. They had wards everywhere. I'm not yeah. quoting anything, but it was like in every uh, heist movie where somebody dances yeah. through a field of lasers. <laughs> but um, yeah, they just like phase shift into the room and yeah, blast them because they they have the water right. They aren't working with the same type of uh, reality manipulation. Yeah, so they're undetectable. Very chill. And I guess can't be affected by that shit for whatever reason. Yeah. And World of Warcraft, the you can play in like a shaman as a class. And they're a healing class. Part of them is. And they use water magic. It's cool. Nice. But it's for healing, not destroying. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and we also learned a little bit about Chanva. Which extends one's life. But makes you fucking really freaky looking <laughs> right so this made me think again of dune and maybe lord of the rings with the pipe weed a little bit but not really just drugs in sci-fi fantasy context mm-hmm. i like how baker's has um like you gotta pay uh-huh not buy the drugs but like you gotta like the benefit will cause you suffering. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Dune, you get addicted to the spice, so you can't... You're relatively constrained. If mm-hmm. you aren't rich, you can't leave Arrakis. But um, it just makes you feel good and live longer. This is like, makes you live longer, but you literally become see-through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucked up. I, I like that Ayok is just like, fuck it, I'm not even going to wear makeup. I'm just going to let people see into my organs. Yeah. Even when he closes his eyes, you can see them. That's so creepy. That's so wild. He's a body positive role model. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and then Druid says, I make 3D environments for virtual events. That's what's up. That's super cool. Oh, dang. That's what's... And um, Hermbrose says, before you leave, I probably missed it, but you got a kid, baby Sorrel, born August 11th. Not quite. On Thursday. Thursday morning, baby Sorrel will be induced into this terror realm (laughs) (laughs) oh man one of the most stressful things about like it's stressful for me to think about that maybe being like so comfortable and then being like bored and being so sad ripped from the board makes me so sad forced to be employed yeah um but yeah, Druid says Chan to Spice, for sure. You can add a realistic wall of Dagley Ash to the metaverse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the mo- the console is the most woke of all of Yarwa. I agree. They're a race of lovers. Mm-hmm. Just always like to remember that. Oh yeah, Druid says he's making a large-scale Golgotharath environment. <laughs> Dude, that is fucking sick. Epic. I'll buy VR just to do that. <laughs> just to get tortured. experiential. <laughs> like, hook me up to some, like, electrodes that sh- give you, like, pain shocks and, like, fill your brain with terror. Dude, it's an Incori with Mark Zuckerberg's face <laughs> in the jaws. Yeah. Just torturing you. 
Mark Zuckerberg Berg is the Ikori for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. He likes meats. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. He's a meat boy. Meat lord. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he remembers the sad day of the assassination and talks about it and especially how <coughs> weird it was that the, um, Kisharm just fucked on all the rewards and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else happens? Uh, he kind of, um, ruminates on his motivation. The Kisharm had started their long secret war. Eliasuerus would end it. Vengeance. Yeah, lots of Vengeance. This was the gift the Shraya of the Thousand Temples had offered to the Scarlet Spires. The gift of their ancient enemy. A holy war. I was thinking that it's almost like the Scarlet Spires and the Kisharam have their own holy war going. That's, I mean, it's a scholastic, well, yeah, scholastic war, scholastic mm-hmm. rivalry where, you know, they're just as zealous or for themselves and against each other. Yeah. I mean... They're aligned with the Phanum and the Inrithi, but at least the um, Scarlet Spires don't seem to really care about the Tusk all that much. They just, well, yeah, like you said, they were offered the gift of vengeance, like Batman. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're yeah. right. The mandate has long last put aside all the tribe about the consoles. Sorry, I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Oh, you're good. Eliasris and Iacus are just kind of chatting. Yeah, I think they're just kind of chopping it up. Talking about the mandate, talking about how scared they are. And then the chapter's over. Yeah. Anything of note towards the end? Ayaka says, if the mandate is part of the game, everything changes. Do you realize that? We can no longer count ourselves as the first school of the three C's. And then Ayakas, or sorry, Eliasuerus says, first we crush the Kisharam. In the meantime, make certain that Drusus Akami is watched. But the mandate isn't really, like, super involved, right? Like, they're not, they're not drawn in at all. It's just Akami being an interloper. yeah. <clears throat> so no, they for sure. but they're also afraid of one like their entire squad is afraid of one guy <laughs> yeah so the level-headed mandate schoolman who wouldn't let eliasworth blast the mob <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love that a commune kind of dogs them and says don't do it think of your war against the kisharam <laughs> which i like to think is him just like jabbing at him a little bit yeah i think you're right um Maybe the only thing I think to mention is that they want to keep uh, watching Akamian and that, you know, might foreshadow them um, trapping him and torturing him in the next book. Yeah, that's a good point. But then they get wrecked. Yeah. Druid says he'll post some pictures of the Golgotharath VR torture experience <laughs> in um the discord can't oh, wait yeah. to buy tickets yeah i'm super stoked and druid says they're warring against each other even though it was the consul that killed Sa- sashioka moengus mentions it in the thousandfold thought that he tried to warn the kisharam but they thought him a fool in a similar manner to a commune trying to convince the imperials about the skin spy yeah okay wait i'm a little did we have this debate before it was uh, a consul that did the attack because I thought it says he saw that they were Kisharam. I know not. 
Dude, I'm. Well, it's also too. We've been going for too long for me to make sense of. Yeah, my brain. A is, rational argument. Yeah, I can't. The lecture is over. Yeah, um, people were killed for sure, and we have discussed once before about it being the consul or uh, the Kisharam, and I can't remember. So yeah, I can look was, into that. What was? I wonder what chat has to say about that. He Bruce just says said, he just reread. He would know. And Malanga uh, says it. Well, right from the horse's butt. The horse's gonads. No, I believe you. I just, I can't keep things straight in my head either, so. Um, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Here's my baby. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, show it to the camera. I know. Well, I'm gonna. Tr I'm sending it to myself so I can show them the picture of my oh, okay. baby's orb. <laughs> the orb of fucking just chilling in a womb consciousness yeah. and brian are the parent of all horrors that's right oh speaking of baby stuff so next week i am gonna not be able to do the podcast because i'll have a literal like fresh newborn baby but from then we'll just roll on but another thing is that my master's program starts next week and I have class on Tuesday nights so is there another what nights are y'all free <laughs> yeah. what, what, what nights work for y'all we're trying to figure out if we can reschedule the weekly podcast in a convenient time for all you know yeah we talked about bumping it to Wednesdays um, but I mean I assume we're both on the same page that we want to make it work for the most amount of people. Yeah. I don't want to, like, do it on a day where literally no one can watch the stream, you know. But y'all can think about it um, and post on the in the Discord. I'll, like, I'll make a post in the Discord and maybe on Reddit. Um, Heron Bro says Wednesday works. Okay. He's the fucking Patreon subscriber. <laughs> <laughs> Got the most clout. The hideous bash rag with the clout. Yeah. You have to donate $5 million to be a shrank, though. <laughs> Wednesday works for Druid. Okay, okay. Good, good. Your baby's face is just, like, mushed up. Yeah. I work randomly, but I will be around on phone. Hell yeah. We already know, Jeff, dude. You and your phone. <laughs> <laughs> old Jeff. Old Jeff with his phone. <laughs> Always with the phone. 12 years old, working at whatever, I don't know. The, cult, the salt mines? Yeah. I think a restaurant. The scourge pits. Kelpron says anytime. So, okay, we're chilling. It's not a big deal. Cool. So, we will make it known. Yeah, I'll post in the Discord, on Reddit. We'll yell really loud. We'll scream. Yeah, hell yeah. And um, I'll post a picture of my fucking baby Sorrel. <laughs> Moengus Sorrel. No, not Moengus. Uh, no, no. Protathis Sorrel. Vimara. Um, Neu. Sabman. These nuts. <laughs> Car. Car. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Any further ados? Much love to the chat. Love you guys. Thanks for showing up every week. It's so awesome. Um, thanks for not banning me on Reddit for um, spam posting <laughs> about the about the pod. But yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Peace. Oh, I love you.